All right, it's working. The magic of the magic of technology. No, we go. Wit, we are talking. This is a long distance call. Uh, <laughs> we're, on, we're on a long. So, well, somebody made fun of me today about Skype, Rob. That I was still using mm-hmm. Skype and not Zoom for for podcasts. And you know what? If it's not broken, why fix it? Is what I say. Um, I think Skype has the benefit of being free. Mm-hmm. A good thing. There's just two of us. We don't need video. You know, I mean, I guess we could use video with Skype, but we don't need video. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Skype is okay. I think that a lot of the cool kids moved because of um, because they were using Call Recorder and they wanted a backup solution that was in software mm-hmm. and Zoom can do its own backup recordings. But I've got that covered without needing Zoom because I have an audio interface that has a little red button on it. When I press it, it starts recording onto an SD card. So it's even physically separate from the internal storage of my Mac. So there you I'm, have I'm it. Glad you've got, I'm glad you've got a backup because I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> if Ruminate is lost to the winds of time, it won't matter, I suppose, to, to too many people. It'll matter to, it'll matter to somebody. It'll matter to you and me, at least. Right. Uh, that, would be, that would be legitimately annoying. Because <laughs> we'd have to do it all over again or say, eh, we'll, we'll get back together in another week or two. <laughs> right, exactly. If one gets lost, that's it. It's gone forever. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There, there are some, I have some, um, let's see, I don't know how many times I've had things go horribly wrong. I had an interview go horribly wrong in App Stories one time where we had to redo it because the, the person who was a seasoned, seasoned podcaster who will remain unnamed and developer did not, and that doesn't really narrow it down that much, but uh, not uh, really. They they <laughs> failed to record properly, and I had we had to redo it. That was one time, and I think I did have to use. I might have had to use Federico's um, Skype audio once, maybe. Uh, you know, it happens. It happens, but uh, it does. But it's fine. We have a last um, episode too, where we recorded some. We recorded an interview with somebody who then got hired by Apple, and they weren't comfortable. With us publishing the episode, which really sucked. Yeah. Because we did all yeah, the work. You know, I'd done all the work. Uh, I don't think I had edited it yet, though. Edited it. But it was it was right in the midst of this person interviewing with Apple, and then they got the job. And, ugh. Yeah, it's fine. I, it's still on my drive somewhere. It's like blackmail material, you know, if I ever, if I ever need it <laughs> to, get, to make something happen on the inside. It's, there's really nothing, as I can recall, anything particularly controversial in that interview. But, you know, people who get hired by Apple get very quiet and very nervous very quickly. At least most of them do. So you can't use that recording to get me custom Apple Watch faces or uh. <laughs> USB-C on the iPhone? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll try, though, maybe. We'll see. You yeah. know, this would be a good experiment. And maybe I can, you know, I don't know. It, it certainly wasn't Johnny Ive. So, you know, to the extent he was out there making your watch faces for you, that's not going to help. But uh, Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh. All right. Well, should we... Uh... This this you, you you messaged me this the other day and this is the probably the most ruminate thing we've had in a while and this is a hot dog freezer pop I believe is what Americans call these yes um, yes it's like a it's like a popsicle 
but it supposedly tastes like a hot dog and you can put mustard on it. And I, Rob, I don't even remember where I saw this. I ran across this. Well, I, I, I sent it to you immediately. So whenever I sent it to you, that's when, of course, I, ran, I, I, you know, I, you see, I see these kind of things and I, the first thing that pops into my mind is you. So I immediately texted <laughs> it to you and it's, uh, I, it was probably something I saw on Twitter. It could have been, since it's just a straight up link. Sometimes these things pop on Apple, up on Apple News because, you know, Apple News is really not the paragon of journalism that Apple likes you to think it is. There's all no. kinds. Of, there's all kinds of junk on there, including well, things like it. this. <laughs> well, the link you sent me was an Apple News link. Oh, see, and you went and found and then, the original. Good for you. Well, no, whatever site it was, I could not get it to load in the UK. Huh. Um, I think I think I'm banned because I'm from the EU and GDPR. Um, <laughs> so I found the article on hypebeast.com. Hypebeast. Um, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, Hypebeast. I've been on Hypebeast before. They've broken some Apple news once or twice back in the day, mm-hmm. if you believe it or not. I think uh, Apple Watch stuff in the early days. When Apple, yeah, because remember when Apple did this thing where they went like, oh, you know, we used to just talk to tech reporters. Now we talk to YouTubers and fashion people and influencers. And Hypebeast was in the crowd of fashion slash influencers who got a, a lot of information about the Apple Watch early on. That's a little known fact. Um, yes, this is dubbed the cold dog, according to the subtitle here. And I actually saw this and couldn't think of anything really more disgusting than this because it it's a popsicle that supposedly tastes like a hot dog. And I can only imagine that what they've done is they've taken that liquid that the hot dogs sit in inside the packaging and collected collected a whole bunch of it you know, added a little pink food dye and frozen it up so it tastes, you know, like a hot dog. And it, it, this is made by Oscar Mayer. And Oscar Mayer is a major maker, you know, producer of hot dogs in the United States. I don't know if you have them in the oh, UK. We don't have them, but I'm familiar with it because they have the, the hot dog car, right? The, I, have the seen, you know, I have seen the Wienermobile in person, Rob, more than once. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty special that way. It was the unit, the, the Wienermobile used to be based in the Chicago area for some reason. I think mm-hmm. Oscar Mayer had a big plant in Chicago. Right. So. Um, I, I was just reading through this article, though, and like just some of the things in this. It's This hot dog, or the cold dog, as you say, was created by Pop Bar, which is a premium frozen desserts company. I'm like, I didn't even understand like half this article. Like, What are we even talking about? Like, This is ridiculous. They have Pop Bar <laughs> locations in Long Beach, New York City, Atlanta, New Orleans, and they'll only be available while supplies last for $2. So I am not close enough to any of those places. I guess Atlanta's not too far off, but I'm not making a special road trip just to uh, I... get this. You know, we we've had, you know, you, you you've had various chips, and and I've done the yes the horrible KFC, uh, whatever it was called, where it was like a taco, but it was chicken. Oh right, right. Uh, you know, we we've done many horrible things. <laughs> I I would not even suggest that you try this no, because it's no. just, just you know this is going to be bad yeah, we started off the show with a pizza that had hamburgers baked into the crust mm-hmm. remember the uh that was um i think it was pizza hut oh yeah it was it was pizza hut and mm-hmm. and you know while that is an undoubtedly disgusting thing i think i could actually eat that without throwing up whereas i'm not sure about this <laughs> to be honest whether i would could eat this <laughs> take a bite of this thing i don't know yeah, definitely. This this is not 
I, I don't want this. I don't think anybody should have it. Um, I, I f- this feels like a product designed for YouTubers and TikTokers mm. to say, oh, look at me. I've got the horrible <laughs> yes. hard dog freezer pop. Well, you know, it gets hot um, in the South and you need your freezer pops. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I'm, true. I, I actually bought some of those. Uh, I bought some margarita freezer pops here in North Carolina. It was uh, they're They're actually just like, oh, they're not really popsicles. They're not on a stick. They're just in a little envelope of plastic and you cut the end mm-hmm. off and you squeeze them out. Yep. And it, what's, what's interesting in North Carolina is that the hard liquor is, is distributed by the state, not by regular private stores. Mm-hmm. So I, I, things like this, though, I think are technically because they aren't actually made with tequila – they, I think that they're really just like wine coolers that have been frozen. And so if you have wine under a certain percentage by, you know, volume or something of alcohol, mm-hmm. you can sell them in a regular supermarket. And so I had some of these this summer and they're, they're okay. Not, not the best, but you know, if you're really hot and you want, want to, you want your margarita, but you, you can't, you don't want to go out and, and go to a restaurant or, or buy the ingredients yourself, just squeeze it out of a piece of plastic. Yeah. You know, I mean, these, that format of you know ice lolly type that we call those ice poles okay. they're really really popular really common in the uk okay um i mean i got a whole drawer in my freezer full of them of various <laughs> flavors i got slush puppy i got you know just the generic really cheap ones like yeah we've got some of um, those too yeah just like I mean, grape and lime and cherry you know like really basic <laughs> flavors we got some of those but then we've got regular margarita and star strawberry margarita i think and they weren't so good that they went very quickly. We've had them since we moved, mm-hmm. moved here. They've just been sitting in the freezer waiting to be consumed. When someone's desperate enough for a cold snack. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I'm certainly not eating them all the time, but they are. <laughs> I think you'd be hard pushed to go into most people's houses in the UK and they wouldn't have at least a few of those in their freezer. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, you know what? We should stop talking about frozen treats, especially ones that are uh, hot dog flavored. And get a little more cultured. It sounds like you had an actual cultural experience that I want to hear about. Oh, yeah. No, I, it was very cultured. Uh, I, I saw two theater shows in one day. Oh, my which, gosh. Which I don't necessarily recommend. It's a lot of time. <laughs> so a few years ago, I saw the Harry Potter play. Um, and if you don't know, it's actually it's two plays. So you see the first half in the afternoon and then the second half in the evening and both half it's like two and a half hours for each one by the end of that day i was just ruined i was exhausted um so this time this was last week mm-hmm. we saw hamilton in the afternoon um and then we saw six which is a it's a musical featuring all six of henry it's all six Henry VIII's wives. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, I think it's fairly new. I think it's maybe a couple of years old, and it's sort of been touring around, you know, smaller theatres. Um, it, it's sort of in the same vein as Hamilton, you know, sort of take a historical thing and put it to more modern music, like sure. rap and stuff like that. Um, now, thankfully, Six is only about 90 minutes. Oh, that's um, good. Because so Hamilton's it, pretty it long, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's the best part of three hours if you include the intermission and stuff oh like that. So, gosh. wow, <laughs> I have not seen Hamilton. That's why I don't know how long it is. Yeah, well, 
it was so good that we immediately came home and then watched it on Disney Plus again. Obviously, it, it different cast because we're in the UK theaters, sure. but we were like, no, I want to watch it again. Um, so I'd seen it before on Disney Plus. Like that was kind of why I wanted to go and see it live. Yeah, um, and it was just so good. I mean, it, it's it, it's just the sheer amount of effort that goes into these shows is is mind blowing. Yeah, it really is. It really is amazing. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm one of the few people on the planet who has not seen um, even one minute of Hamilton on television or in the theater. I should probably correct that at some point. But I have heard that the Disney version is quite good. Oh yeah, I mean the, the you know the version that's on Disney Plus because it's the original cast mm-hmm. and they filmed it over I think four or five performances. So you still get like the audience clapping and cheering and stuff like that. But then there's other performances that they did where they can get close-ups and oh, okay. different angles and stuff like that. So it's actually a really good way to watch it because you can kind of, you get to sort of see everything. Um, and obviously with the original cast, like there were some people in the, the show that I saw, like the actual live show I saw where I thought they were better than the original cast. But mm-hmm. then there's some people, the original cast that are way better than the people I saw. So like, um, but it, yeah, like the Disney Plus version really is like that's the definitive way to see it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, neat. Uh, that's well, that's a lot more culture than going out to uh, you know coming to America to eat a a hot dog pop. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I'm sure this is what the uh, the founding fathers were really uh, they were really looking for. This they were like, right now we've got to get to hot dog freezer pop by <laughs> it's 2022. The, <laughs> it's the it's the pinnacle of pop culture. We really can't we really can't really beat from a food standpoint. I don't know that we can ever really top the hot dog pop. But yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, in that sense, Hamilton and the hot dog pop are two thing. You know, two peas in the same pod really really rob because you know a lot of people would argue that hamilton too is the pinnacle of musical theater and you know maybe maybe they should have finished that uh that that version you saw with everybody having a freezer pop on stage right, as they took exactly. a <laughs> no, I, should uh, I mean i mean jokes aside like hamilton is the only way i know anything about american history uh, uh, <laughs> i think that's true for a lot of americans unfortunately too <laughs> uh, yeah that's probably true <laughs> <laughs> it's like did you know that rap music was invented in the time of alexander hamilton it's true i know it's amazing that they did rap battles to decide things in in the congress but you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where did that go those were the good old days when we used to do yeah. that <laughs> what a wondrous land america is <laughs> <laughs> wow wow oh man so rob i am getting very close to a steam deck I, so have you ordered one? Well, or do I do you mean you're you're hovering on a buy button. I'm not hovering on a buy button quite yet. I'm about to hover on a buy button is really what I'm saying because I put down my five dollars, you know, in the reservation system back in March. Not really that right, long yeah. after. The, I think they started shipping them either at the end of February or early March, and mm-hmm. and I did my reservation. I think it was the 19th of March, and there are these websites. I mean, the you know the Kremlinology that goes into reverse engineering when people think they're going to get their Steam decks is really impressive. There are whole websites dedicated to it that are fed by hundreds, if not thousands of people entering their order data. And so what they do is every time there's a drop of these, which happens on Mondays and Thursdays, they kind of figure out who was the person with the latest order to get one. And from that, they can kind of estimate when you're going to get when you're going to get your invitation. And as of only just like two or three weeks ago, you know, the, the way they calculate it kind of is 
how many days of orders or how many units were ordered before yours and how far are is is valve through that you know that chunk of steam decks and because pre-orders were taken long before they ever shipped there were something like 120 or 130 days of pre-orders before i ever ordered and as of just a few weeks ago i was only the valve had only gotten through maybe 30 35% of those pre-orders and it just looked like it was going to take forever i was i was in the q4 group you know which means i should get it by the end of the year but uh, who knows? But then about two weeks ago, Valve said they've been able to make so many more of these that they had moved a bunch of people from Q4 to Q3. That included me, which meant I would get it by the end of September, which is pretty cool since tomorrow is September. And that that got me to looking, and I found this out literally the day after. I We did a, a town hall in the Club Max Stories Discord where... Mike Hurley and Federico were again pushing me to try to order one from StockX, <laughs> and and I I, li- <laughs> I literally had I literally had it on my phone ready to order from StockX because the price had been going up and down and and I had been watching it and it you know when I first started tracking around StockX it was like eight hundred and twenty five dollars I was like oh that's a lot but then it went all the way back up to like a thousand I was like there's no way I'm paying a thousand dollars for this. And then the you know news started coming out that they're accelerating shipments, so it started drifting back down. But I did, I was getting impatient, and these guys were telling me I really need to I really need to live the life. And I um I came very very close to buying on StockX. I'm so glad I didn't because then they started doing these accelerated shipments, and I went from 35 to like. Uh, 60% to 70% within the span of a week. So I think, yeah, it's it's moving fast enough now that I don't think I will be in this week's batch of shipments for Thursday or, you know, emails that get sent out. But I do think by the second week of September, I should I should get my email. And I think I'm going to go for it because I, yeah, hmm. I, I bought the Ionia, which is a really nice machine. And I really like the idea of just the concept of a handheld gaming Windows PC. But Valve has done some stuff with their emulation layer and their special graphics hardware built into this. It's not unlike what Apple is kind of doing with some of its own silicon stuff with um, both Macs and, and iOS devices. And it, it, the performance on them is just really good. And it's been so become so popular that virtually any decent title that comes out now has some sort of Steam support, Steam, Steam Deck support. So I, you know, I want to, I want to experience the full on Steam Deck lifestyle with, you know, portable gaming that way. So that's, that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully by the, hopefully by the next time we record this, I should have an order in. I don't know if I'll have it though. Mm. Yeah, I don't even. I, I'm not buying one. Certainly not right now. Yeah. Um, but it, it does kind of appeal to me in a weird way because I don't really want to buy a gaming PC. Like that's not. I don't either. That's really the thing. Interested. Right. Right. And I'm like, okay, so I could have this like handheld thing that I could keep on my desk. You know, because this is where I play games anyway. You know, I've got my PS5 hooked up to a monitor and, like, I could just have the Steam Deck there. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could do that. So, um, I mean, certainly not something I'm going to 
start pre-ordering and reserving and getting on a list or anything like i'm quite happy to wait i imagine by the time i even think about buying one there'll be a new version out but well that's the thing is i do wonder about that like am i going to buy this and then they're going to announce you know they're accelerating the sales or the the shipments now so that they can they can announce something by january you know by ces next year which would be the first week mm-hmm. of january yeah you know i mean you know i i it everything i've seen about it it's like no this is actually a pretty good system for for pretty much anybody that wants some kind of portable gaming PC, like you say, there are alternatives, but like the stuff that Steam have done themselves is making it way more um, available and accessible for all these other games that are, you know, on the Steam store and everything else that you can do with it. Yeah, there are a lot of quality of life things too that I think just make it easier to use than like, you know, I mean, like I like the Ioneo a lot, but it, first of all, it's way more expensive than the Steam Deck. It was like twice the price. So, while the Steam Deck is expensive, the one of those Windows PC handholds is even more. And they tend to be more fiddly because you're having to deal with, you know, I don't know, you're dealing with Windows. You're dealing with Windows updates. You're dealing with, you know, trying to navigate a, a mouse-driven, uh, you know, a mouse-driven UI with thumbsticks, which isn't ideal, right? So, so a lot of times what I end up do- doing, if I have a lot of stuff, if I have to really drop into Windows and do some things... I'll hook it up to an external keyboard and mouse and just use it that way. I've got a dedicated, you know, cheap mouse and keyboard. I had an old keyboard lying around, plus I got a cheap mouse, and I just have those for when I need to do updates and do things where I've got to click around, where it's just easier to click around in the UI with a, with a pointing device. So I think, you know, the, the thing about the Steam Deck is that although it also has the same kind of input mechanisms, it also has uh, touchpads which work a lot better, you know, as like trackpads of sort instead of, um, you know, you've got the ability to kind of move a cursor around that way, which you, in a way that you can't really with thumbsticks. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, again, um, it is one of these things that's sort of in the back of my mind that I'm like, Oh, I might buy one at some point, but in all honesty, I'm in no rush. I'm not finding enough time to play the games I've got now. So yeah, that's one of my problems, and I think one of the problems with all this stuff that's going on, what's kind of it's kind of fun to play with all these gizmos and gadgets. On the other hand, it you start having I've at least started having some paralysis of choice where it's like, okay, well this game's available. Where am I going to play it? Am I going to play this on you know Game Pass because I already subscribed to that and it won't cost me anything more? Or am I going to play it on the OLED screen of the Switch? Or am I going to save it for, you know, maybe I'm going to be do it on the Steam Deck. And there's like advantages and disadvantages to each of those things. And, um, oh, you know, I didn't tell you this. I, I did. I talked about this a little bit on App Stories Plus, but I got these, this adapter to, that I can connect the Joy-Cons to my iPad mini and my iPhone now. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you, you know the game vice, right? Mm-hmm. All yes, right. I do. This is a little bit like the Game Vice. So it's, uh, it, but it's 3D printed by a guy in California. And mm-hmm. Federico discovered this on Etsy. And this guy 3D prints these things. It's a bracket that has kind of a slot mechanism in the back and a little thumb screw. So you can expand it and contract it, you know, make it the right size. And a couple of little pads that press against the sides, you know, the top and bottom of either the phone or the iPad. And you slot your iPad mini or your iPhone in there, you push it together, tighten it up, slot the Joy-Cons in because iOS 16 and iPad OS 16 support the Joy-Con, you can then Bluetooth pair them and play games that way. And it's really, 
well done for something that's 3D printed. The tolerances are really tight. It was only $21. Oh, wow. That's really cheap. Yeah, it was. I mean, they only they only shipped to the U.S., I'm sorry to say. <laughs> that's uh, all right. I'm not buying one. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is actually pretty nice. And, the, you know, the reason I bring it up is because it's yet another, another option of ways to play games. I mean, I was playing Townscaper. Townscaper is a fun little digital toy type game where you're building, you know, you're building towns out in the in the ocean, little villages. And you can play that on iOS, you can play that on your Xbox. I'm sure it's I'm I'm sure I know it's on the Switch. I'm sure it's on, you know, PlayStation 2. And the question is, where do you want to play? Do you want to play it on your big TV? Do you want to play it on your iPhone? Do you want to play it on an iPad mini with Joy-Con? You know, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to do it. And it's always interesting to me what's kind of like the best and the best often necess- isn't necessarily like technically the best, but it may be the most convenient. You know the play, you know the way that you're going to play a game the most. Oh yeah, of course. Because if you're going to, you know, if you're going to sit and say which one's the best technically, well, you're going to play it on the PS5 or the Xbox. Like it is right on I a big screen really, TV. Right, I don't think there's any argument there. But like you say, it's not necessarily what you always want to do. Like if you want it portable, well, the PS5, the Xbox, it's maybe not what you're looking for but you know it's, it's nice to have choices but as you say paralysis of choice is a big problem it is and you think about all those different screens and all those different choices i mean you know the the steam deck screen is roughly the same as i believe the um it's like the same as the a and neos and i think it's roughly the same as the original switch uh which you know is not it's not oled it's not quite as crisp um it's 720, I believe. I shouldn't say because I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head. But anyway, you know, there's a lot of different ways to look at that and how how smooth the game's going to play, depending on you know what the hardware driving the screen is and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm into feeds and speeds, Rob. That's what it comes down to. I'm into Windows feeds and Linux feeds and speeds. <laughs> well, on that. On that note, I think we should, uh, we'll end it for this week, I think. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon.